Matt and Sixto are not role models. They're not even human. They're cartoons. Some of the things we do because a person to get hurt, expelled, arrested, possibly deported. To put it another way, don't try this at home. And lower your volume. <laughs> Ears. We should we should put a a warning in the description, like lower your volume off the top, because the boys are pumped. Today, this is two friends in a movie. Like, I, I'm, this is yeah, this is the show where I I uh, my guest star Matt comes over and we talk about some movies that we like. Star is right. Guest star fucking running this shit. <laughs> and. Obviously, we love movies. We That's love why them. we do this every week. Or every, every week. week. We haven't done <laughs> one of these since July 1st. <laughs> it's, all, it's the end of August. <laughs> we do this every week. If you play them weekly. <laughs> you do this. We do them every week if you play them weekly. Yeah, you could listen to us every week. Right. Don't fucking do that shit. <laughs> Anyways, today... We have the luxury of uh, discussing something where um, the past is back. And, you know, like it's sort of like the, the 90s are back is what Matt tried to say. Yeah. But I very specifically remember that that one of the movies we're talking about is the, is the sequel, prequel to a movie from 1987. So it's not the 90s are back. It's just blast to the past. Listen. It's a 90s reboot double feature weekend. Throwback. Throwback. <laughs> but Slash late 80s. So, the movies that we're going to talk about today are Prey, which is the sequel prequel to Predator. Sequel prequel? Well, it's a sequel in real life, but it's a prequel because it happens before. It's a pretend life, it's a prequel? <laughs> but we're also talking about Beavis and Butthead. So, there's which is one also thing, a sequel prequel. Which is also a sequel prequel. But actually, it really is a sequel prequel, isn't it? It is. Uh, these two movies, um, really a throwback to a time gone where things used to be good. And I think for the era of, of reboots and sequels, it really, both of them really did something which none of them are doing, which is res- not only respect, it's not respecting the original. It's taking what makes the original good and kind of tra- 
transforming it to what it needs to be for these new movies, right? Which a lot of movies don't do. So movies just repeat the same formula. So these movies don't necessarily do that. They just take aspects of the originals. And a lot of sequels just try to repeat magic that doesn't exist anymore because it's not relevant right mm-hmm. now. And I think these two movies did a great job. So, so where do we start? I think we start with Beavis and Butthead because it's not going to be, you know, it's it's Beavis and Butthead. Right. We don't need 40 minutes about Beavis and Butthead. I mean, I could talk about Beavis and Butthead for days. Yes. But... In the context of a movie review, not a lot happens during the movie to really no. discuss. Um, <laughs> so, it's Beavis and Butthead. You all know about Beavis and Butthead. And if you don't, then I don't want you listening to my podcast anymore. So, shut this fucking thing off right now. Well, I do because I want to teach you. I want right. to learn you. Uh, I don't. But, <laughs> but for whatever, we'll, 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 we'll push on. Um... It starts back in the 90s when uh, Beavis and Butthead are, you know, high school students. And a judge sentences them to go to space camp where all this begins. And they have to take this pole and put it into this hole, which sounds exactly how you think it sounds. (laughs) Uh, So Beavis and Butthead become experts at pushing the shaft into the hole over and over again uh, that they're obsessed with. They do it for days and days and days. So they, they take them on this spaceship to do this task in real life at the space station. Of course, it all goes wrong. The whole thing blows up. They end up shooting through a black hole or wormhole and they end up in the future, which is the present. Um, and then you have all the antics of Beavis and Butthead in present day America. Yes. Uh, Beavis and Butthead falls in love. Beavis falls in love with Siri on his phone because he thinks a girl is talking to him. Uh, they learn about white privilege and what they're allowed to do with that. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and they, uh, at the end, learn nothing. Because they're babies and butthead. Because they're babies and butthead. Um, you know, there are a, a lot of things that I missed about babies and butthead. But what I found with this movie is there are a lot of things that I never noticed about babies and butthead because I was a fucking 16-year-old watching babies and butthead or 17, you know? So, like, I didn't appreciate things like that white privilege that you mentioned. They get arrested. Some guy tells Beavis, like, eat this pill, like, hide these pills, take them. And then he took them all, and then he became Conholio, and really gets, they get out of jail. Because they thought they were white privilege and they can do whatever they wanted, they go to jail, and then they get taken out of jail because of white privilege, mm-hmm. very specifically. And those are the things, the genius of my judge, that I couldn't really recognize as a, as a uh-huh, 16-year-old. You don't understand the like gravity went, of the situation. Right, it went over my head because I didn't understand it was satire. Yeah. I, oh, no, hold on. I did understand it was satire, but I, there were things about the satire that were over my head. Yeah. I, watching, I wasn't watching The Daily Show yet. I yeah. didn't understand And how heavy, justice. like how big these, uh, they're not just jokes you tell your friends, like they're real issues. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
this movie is filled with incredibly funny moments, which I was very surprised. But once again, you know, BBC and Butthead came back about 10 years ago, I think. And they did like two seasons of like 10 episodes. Yeah, it didn't work out so well. And it didn't work out so well because I think that the space where they put him wasn't right. And I think it wasn't the right time for them to come back, actually. Um, but I found them to be very funny. They were very much like the original episodes. It was just the world was a little, a bit more cynical when they came back out. Yeah, it wasn't time for them, but I think now is a good time for them. Oh, man. What I loved about Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe is if you watch Beavis and Butthead Do America that came out, what, like 20 years ago? Yeah, 99, I think. And then you watch this. It's it's the same. Mm-hmm. They act the same. It's mm-hmm. the same concepts. It's the same kind of jokes. Like, they're the same characters. 100%. Which I love because that's people. Like, you grow a little bit, but basically you're the same person. Absolutely. And for them to be exactly the same, like, they didn't, like, the, the uh, they didn't fall prey to new society <laughs> and right. PC culture and all these other things. Like, they're beavers and buttheads still. A hundred percent. And, you know, there is one thing that is very true about both of, of, of the movies, which is how Beavis and Butthead work. Beavis and Butthead are there to react to a situation by making it worse. So that, like, they're not there to solve a mystery or understand something. No, they're oblivious. They're just, they're, they're, they're just there to act as characters. They're there to act exactly like they act and make the situation worse, but never learn anything because there's no repercussions because at the end, they started being dumb, they ended being dumb, and it's the people around them that had to live with the consequences of what happens yeah. to them, what, what they do, not even what happens Yeah, to they them. end in the same place they begin. They don't, right. they don't have no empathy for anybody else. They get right. into these situations through stupidity, and they get out of these situations through stupidity without <laughs> ever knowing... They're in these situations. <laughs> right. It's a and so, and and I think that when when you write Beavis and Butthead like that, like I remember at the end of the series, Mike Judge left the series because he was over it. He was doing King of the Hill. And whoever was writing the show, I mean, obviously Mike Judge was doing the voices, mm-hmm. but whoever was writing the shows was trying to, like the Christmas special where Beavis has a life without Butthead. Like, those things don't work with Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. I need them to be forever 15, forever stupid, and oblivious because they are catalysts for the story. The story is what surrounds them, not what affects them, like I said before. Yeah. It's the reaction. It's not the action. We don't, like... Right, right. They are supposed to get themselves into a ridiculous situation by no fault of their own. Right. Ridiculous things happen to other people because of them. Right. And then they end up just fine, and everyone else is destroyed <laughs> in their path. And at the end of the day, they're just fine. And they'll do it again tomorrow. And they will do it all over. And, you know, there are essences of... There is a thing that they do with Beavis and Butter where they, like, speak eloquently, very stupidly. Uh-huh. But they'll say something eloquent like, today's the day that the, the world will change. Like they'll yeah. say things like that, but they obviously heard it in a commercial that you know they're repeating something that sounds like they want to be smart. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't quite fit in the situation. 
especially Butthead. He tries to be profound and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll claim something, but really it's nothing. <laughs> so, and at the end of the day, it's exactly like Do America. All they're trying to do is score, and they never get the score. And they never get the score. And, you know, Do America was about them getting their TV back, right? Because their TV stopped working. That's how it and started, they, and then they met the, the, the prostitute, whoever she was, the criminal, right. and they travel right. America trying to score, and this is the same thing. They fall in love with the female astronaut, and they follow her right. through the universe, thinking that right. they're going to score. And they don't score. They don't score. And, and it just, it, it goes to tell, the one thing that they did do in this movie that I had a little bit of appreciation of, besides everything that I've said, because it's going to be a, a little bit against it, is Beavis. And the smart Beavis and Butthead, that oh. Beavis out of all of them, out of every every multiverse Beavis and or Butthead, the only one that has scored was the one Beavis. Was the one Beavis, the smart <laughs> and Beavis. It, and it always seems to be like Beavis without Butthead, they always implying that he would be more normal-like. Well, I, always, I, I always feel like Butthead always tries too hard. I also feel like Butthead, like Beavis is a follower. Yeah, Butthead is the leader, and Butthead's more aware of the situation than right. Beavis is. But I also feel like Beavis, had he been had he been following somebody different, probably would have been like a normal guy with a job. You know what I mean? Like a regular person rather than... <laughs> yeah, Butthead, would you say Butthead brings him down? Yes. He goes down that. the Butthead level. <laughs> and... I love that they kind of touched on it, but they did it right. It was a brush of something. It wasn't very explained. It wasn't very forced. And, you know, uh, the one thing that I will complain about this movie, the oh. one thing that I did not like... Oh, snap. ...is uh, I have the original soundtrack for the original, for Do America, because okay. the music was fantastic. The music was fucking great. But in this one, lacking. Yeah, yeah, you was, know what? I didn't notice it until you said it, but now that you said it, one hundred percent. There's a lot of score. There's plenty of score. So, you know, like <laughs> score. <laughs> uh, uh, so, <laughs> so they put a lot of score in it, but there's no soundtrack. Yeah, like there you're was right. one. There was one Ozzy Osbourne song, and there might have been one song I don't remember even very well. Like there might have been another rock song at some point. But you can, but like you're right. Like in Do America. Like, you remember that scene where they're tripping out in the desert and white zombies playing? Like, yeah. you remember I, that. I you don't remember, remember any songs from this movie. No, there, there's that scene. There's the scene where they're in the casino and then they, they, they roll a coaster of love. Yeah, love roller coaster. Yep. And, and there is the scene where they get in the back of the car. They get thrown in the back of the car and, and uh, I Don't Walk on Water from Asi Osborne comes mm-hmm. on. And I only know that. I remember that from seeing that movie in 1999. I've seen it since, but I remember it from 1999. Yeah. Like the scenes are imprinted because of the songs. Because of the songs. And this is lacking that. 100%. It does lack that. You're right. When I didn't think about that until, until you say it, but uh, you're 100%. That's a little disappointing. That makes me sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but uh, off the heels of this movie... There's a new season of Beavis and Butthead. Yes. And uh, I think we got to add it in because it's kind of a result of this movie why they're still 15 and they're not fucking 40. Mm-hmm. And it's because they traveled in time, right? But 
they are exactly the same as we mentioned, but the world has changed. So now they watch like YouTube clips. <laughs> they they listen to like little bits of music. Yeah, the, the YouTube clips are funny. Uh, like I said, the videos in between episodes. They're, right. They're, and that they're, they're almost like a Tosh.0, but Beavis and Butthead. But Beavis and Butthead. And I think it makes a lot of sense because any 15-year-old from today any dumb 15 year old from today which is every fucking 15 year old yeah. boy by the way and I don't girl. care who you are uh, even it, Einstein Einstein was a dumbass when he was 15 I don't care that Einstein is you know the girls too <laughs> don't leave the girls out they're just as dumb well I mean they are but we, we are by nature dumber but like I don't know I have two girls they're pretty dumb <laughs> really I'm excited man are, are you disappointed with the, with no <laughs> with I just think of- I think it's a, it's a, a stigma or a, something boys think like, oh, girls are just more mature and smarter because that's what they tell you. Right. But I don't think they really are. <laughs> I just think they're they're a little bit smarter because they know to tell you that they're smarter than you. So they're like slightly smarter than us, but not nearly as smarter as we think they are. <laughs> I think we've been duped our whole life. I don't think so, bro. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you, but I, 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 I'm not going to agree. Uh, in any case, seeing uh, like the youth of today, that is the only truth that exists. Yeah. And that. they have to watch YouTube videos because it wouldn't make sense if they're watching videos because that doesn't exist anymore. That doesn't exist anymore. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, love the movie. A bit disappointed with the music. Um, I was kind of feeling like, oh man, you're going to tell me the same story again with a different aspect, but I ended up loving that so much more than I thought I would. Uh Uh-huh, me too. Like, I was just very excited that it happened because I was like, man, you know what? There's nothing wrong with this. Like, this is just fine. (laughs) And after, after I was finished watching it, I was like, yes, that's what it was supposed to be. Right. Like, if it wasn't that... I think I would have been more upset. I'm like, no, this is who Beavis Butthead are. They right. do not grow. They right. are not evolving. They are not smarter people. They're they are who they are. Right. And uh, um, you know, we, we didn't spoil a lot of this, but it, it was a lot of fun. There's some jokes. My favorite sequence is the uh, entitlement thing because it, they are so fucking dumb. <laughs> they don't realize what it's brilliant. Them. The way they they portray it is brilliant. <laughs> Uh, the Cornholio seed is very it's it's classic Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it ends the way all of them end is <laughs> sit down watching TV. Yeah, they phone. just their their day is over. They have no weight of what they just did in the world. They crashed a spaceship. They destroyed a space station. They bothered tens of thousands of people. And it means nothing to them. It means not, and not to mention how much damage they caused driving fucking through the city. Like, like the amount of fucking destruction is so nuts, but it really does fit in. Like, you know, there's times where you watch a movie and you're like, man, they open the antis, they open, they open the antis and then it is it, antics and it looks like ridiculous. Like those Avenger movies, like by the second one, they were lifting a whole country into space mm-hmm. and you kind of feel like, you know, 
I want it outside the box, but this is a little much. Yeah, like, I get it, but fuck, man. Like, a whole country's been lifted into space. I don't know. That's too much. Anyways, uh, in the in the two friends in the movies, Matt and I, this is a double feature. So double feature. I, I think we end this one with a score. Do you think that works? Or do I, you think so. I think so. I think we give it, because Prey is a lot more involved. I think we could speak a lot more about Prey. Yes. Uh, the Beavis and Butthead, if you're a fan of Beavis and Butthead, you will love it. Yes. If you're not a fan, you're not going to like it. So At The end, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's always been with Beavis and Butthead. That's the truth of Beavis and Butthead yeah. forever. Um, it was cool to see Todd, by the way, because I was angry that they were in jail and Todd wasn't in jail. No. I was angry. I was like, what the f- Where's Todd? Todd and, his, and the neighbor. What was the neighbor's name again? Oh, uh, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. He's in it too, which... Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was nice to see. <laughs> um, so, how many toasts do you give this movie? I've been going back and forth with a couple. Um, I was going to say five, but then you talked about the music, and it made me think about it a little more, so I'm going to drop down to four and a half toes. Oh, oh, surprising. I think, for me, it is nostalgia done the best way that it can be done. Uh-huh. In a way that makes you feel like they, it's moved with you, not necessarily grown, but moved with you. So I will give it uh, five toes. Five toes. Um, and, and maybe four and a half is a much more accurate thing. But I love Beavis and Butthead, so I'm giving it half a toe out of there you love. Go. I love Beavis and Butthead. Um, like I said, the music. Just uh, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's a little disappointing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. But it's it's classic it's classic Beavis and Butthead. Absolutely. So now that we've for. done with with Beavis and Butthead, and you're gonna watch that shit because it's good. And it's if you good. don't, it's good. It, if you don't, whatever. Whatever. We're gonna talk about a movie that surprised the shit out of me. Wait, wait, I don't hold know on. How you f- hold on. What's that? Hello, everybody. <laughs> you don't have to do that. I know, but <laughs> what if this goes into repeats and they have to make this two episodes? <laughs> So, we get syndicated. You never know, man. Maybe syndication. Um, so the next movie that we have today is a movie that I was actually not only impressed but surprised by. But it's not as good as I'm making it sound, maybe. But it was just much better than I was going to give it credit for. That I was giving it credit for before seeing it. And the movie is Prey. Prey. Prey is a prequel to Predator. I thought it was a sequel uh, prequel. It's a prequel sequel because I don't think Predator is linear. You know what I mean? Like they jump around all the time and they do things in the past, around. the present, the future. And uh, uh, so all of them are prequel sequels, one or the other, you know? In any case, um, it takes place in the 1700s in North America. Uh, in the middle of of uh, <clears throat> of the... Uh, Europeans taking over American lands and killing everything in their path. Even though that's not the point of the movie, that's the time frame, so you know where we're at. And it is about a young lady that wants to be a hunter. Her father had been killed. Her big brother is the chief of the tribe because he's the biggest hunter. And um, here's a movie about uh, uh, a, a young girl trying to fit in where she's not supposed to. I felt that was a little forced. I personally don't quite know. I don't think women were 
outed from hunting in some tribes. But if they were not outed from hunting, I don't think then it would be such a big deal that she wants to hunt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they kind of forced that issue of like she's an outlier. She's not the normal girl. She's you know she's tough. She's gritty. She's right. So, but but the problem that I have with that is number one, if in that tribe, in in the seventeen hundreds, if in a fucking na- Native American tribe, women didn't hunt or fight, they wouldn't give a fuck how she felt about it. She wouldn't hunt or fight. Yeah, see, to me, it feels. Like a man wrote this movie. Yes. Like exactly. I, like it's it's good, but I don't completely buy like you're saying that a woman would act the way she's acting. I feel like this is how a man thinks a woman would thinks, act in this situation. Exactly. Exactly. And and so because we've seen through history tough women they've always existed this is not new like mm-hmm. this is not you know like this didn't just happen in the yeah, last year because people are woke yeah. right and and so and so uh, I, I don't have anything against woke uh, uh, the woke approach of a lot of things I don't because I think it's enough fucking time that we kept a lot of shit down that mm-hmm. it needs to pop up but you're absolutely right in that I think had a woman written this or checked this they probably would have been like well, like you know, it's a good maybe concept, she just, but she wouldn't yeah. go about it about the exact this way, right? Like it's just like, look, this bitch is bad. That's the end. Like she's gonna go out and she's gonna fucking like nobody's gonna be against it because she's fucking skilled. Yeah, like I <laughs> felt like she wanted to be like her brother, mm-hmm. but I feel like if a woman, if on the woman perspective, like she wouldn't try to be her brother. She'd try to be herself. Yes. And that's yes. that was kind of a disconnect for me. It's like she wouldn't be her brother. Like that's not who she is. I hundred and also even if he is an inspiration, an inspiration is not a carbon copy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like you know, maybe they have an argument here and there. Like, come on, man. Like you know, I do this better than you, kind of thing. But it was a little forced, and that kind of took me out every once in a while because then everybody started treating her like she's retarded. Mm-hmm. And this chick is obviously a fucking badass. Like obviously, from the moment you see her. At the beginning of the movie, she's a fucking badass. But, and the disconnect happens a little bit because if the brother is really the leader and he's like, she's coming hunting with us, she's just like us, I feel like the rest That's of the, the end tribe. Of the conversation, yeah, the right? rest of the tribe would treat her with that respect. Yeah. Like, they would be like, oh, fuck you, man. We're going to treat her like shit anyway. <laughs> like, I, I don't feel like that would happen. No man. So look, that's the that is the the downside of the story. Yeah, I think that that's the only thing. It is a major thing on it. And but in the back of my mind, I kept in mind that ultimately this is a predator movie. Yes, which is about the predator, right? And the fights and all that stuff. Like this stuff 100%. is just to get me where we want to go. A hundred percent. So the story, even though it didn't didn't ring true it didn't really bother me all that much because like i don't really give a shit just show me the predator right um i i rewatched predator after watching this only because it was already there and i wanted to see it and there's something that i want to point out about both of these movies that they do very well in the original predator the movie starts with a spaceship so you don't know what's happening. Like if you didn't know it was Predator, you just happened to bump into it, like I did as a kid. Yeah. 
I don't know it was The Predator. I just saw a movie that was on. I see space, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, it's a space movie. Then something happens. A rocket gets shot, and then there's like a fucking rescue movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger about big muscles and killing people. And I was like taking a bit aback because I was like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? Mm -hmm. And then halfway through the movie... It goes back to the Predator movie, right? Like, you've had all of this setting up who Arnold and all the team is. And then at the half halfway point, the fucking Predator shows up. And you're like, oh, this is a fucking horror movie. Yeah, this is a whole right? lot different. <laughs> because back then, there was no internet. There's not like you could right. see trailers and other things. Right, like, right. You had no idea what was going on. A hundred percent. And I think that it was so good in the sense that it really made you feel like, oh, these guys are the real fucking deal. These guys are fucking badasses. And he sets up the bad guys so well because they all get wiped like a piece of paper. And you're like, fucking hell. <laughs> Nobody's going to make it out of yeah, this. Yeah, which was great because you don't see a lot of heroes die. Like, the good guys 100%. get hurt, but they usually all make it out or you go back and save them. So to see, like, guy after guy get killed, it was awesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. So what this movie does do that I think was very smart in comparison to the original. And like I said earlier, absorbing some parts of of the original story so that you can dis- do, use them as a tool, not use them as a repeated effect, is that they give you a lot of the drama of what's happening with this girl and wanting to hunt and how smart she really is, but where she's lacking and all of these things and where the, the all the push comes down. And... At a hundred percent truthfulness, she's not that powerful. She's just very smart about how she does things, right? Yeah. She's not super strong, but no, nobody is. I mean, these are regular people that used to eat a lot of a lot of plants and, and some I, meat. And I think she knows her limitations is why she yes. runs in a bunch of the scenes, right? Because she knows at that point she's overmatched and she's not prepared to a hundred percent fight and, and so there is. Plenty of really good um, setup in the drama that then gets absolutely disrupted by a giant thing coming around and killing everybody. The the part where this is very different than the one from Arnold is there's not a lot of people here. There's no setup like when the in the Arnold one you see somebody being peeled alive and you kind of think like oh these savages are fucking horrible. But then you realize it's the predator. While in this one, there's none of that because there's nothing that you can really see. There's some animals that have being skin and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like, who cares? It's not a human being. And so it wouldn't it wouldn't make you feel very much like, oh shit, we're out of this. And they do a better thing by showing you a bunch of buffalo that has been killed and skinned. And because we know what the predator is, we kind of get sold on like, oh, the predator killed a buffalo, but there are like 50 buffalo that have been skinned and it doesn't make sense because it's the predator and then you realize it's not, it's human beings. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gives you also this picture of we probably are just as bad as the predator, if not worse, because this is our planet. We treat it just as badly and we do it just horribly. And that wasn't beaten over your head like the woke message. It was just more like, hey man, you think the predator does that? No, we did that, and we still do that today. <laughs> so, so maybe manage your judgment. That's why you don't see no buffalo walking around anymore. That's why you see no buffalo because I eat them all in a burger. Yeah, in a burger, motherfucker. A buffalo burger. In any case, 
Um, I think the the biggest the biggest part that I loved about this movie, because it's the one thing that I was like, man, I hope they don't fuck this up, is that the re- the predator was retro, and I love that. That the Predator didn't have weapons. They had way more advanced weapons than the fucking natives. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the same weapons that you saw from 84 forward. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I don't know. I'm a, I don't think I... I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy the movie, but I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you have. Mm-hmm. Like, in the beginning, when she gets stuck in the sinkhole and starts to sink... Mm-hmm. And it's covered in mud. Instantly, it brought me back to when Arnold Schwarzenegger covered himself in mud and the Predator couldn't see him. Right. So I was like, now the Predator has to walk by and miss her because right. she's covered in mud. Right. And that didn't happen. I was like, "That's why else is she covered in mud if you're not going to throw it back to that scene? Because it's not about her being covered in mud and not being seen. It's about her using that as a weapon. Yeah, I know that comes back later to defeat the Predator. But I'm like, at that point, like, the whole audience who's a Predator fan has to be thinking that. That's a, that's a, a direct correlation to Arnold Schwarzenegger covered in mud and surviving against the Predator. And that's why that works so much better, Matt, because it played with your expectations. Yeah, but did not do it. It, it, was, it made it disappointing. It was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, just have him walk by right now and have her freeze and have him walk by and have her not understand why he walked by, but just have it happen. Because then we know why he walked by, and that's all that matters. <laughs> like, I'm the only person you care. I'm the audience. You're supposed to make me entertained. Um, so I felt like like they were playing with me there. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Right. Um, I felt like it took too long to get to the really intense Predator scenes. Um, Mm. I feel like the characters are not engaging enough for us to care. Yeah, I agree with that. About them. Like, in the the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, like, you care about Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. You care about Jesse the Body's, you know, you care about his partner. Like, you care about these guys, and he cares about these guys. Uh, And, I don't know, just to me, I liked those characters more. I, right. I cared what happened to him. I feel like with these, besides the brother, you don't really get to know anyone else anyone that else. dies. So, I just, mean, they, just kill him. Like, I don't need to see all this nonsense because right. I don't and, care about these people. Listen, it's a, it's a, it's an economic movie. It's a, an hour and a half, an hour forty, so it's pretty economic. So you're not really getting dragged by a lot of these things, which I think makes a lot of sense. But you are right in that, except. I would argue the three characters that matter in this movie, well, the four characters, the four characters that matter in this movie, the girl, mm-hmm. the brother, mm-hmm. the predator, mm-hmm. and her dog. The end. The end. And oh. I, I think that I, what I think was fucked up is that they didn't kill the dog or they didn't make her lose an arm. I think that would have been more more of a payoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see that too. Um I feel like the French thing was kind of forced. Uh, her seeing the guy hurt and not, you know, killing him and helping him and trying to save him. Uh, it felt a little forced. Like, 
just going over the point again that, you know, she's not a barbarian. She's not a savage. She cares about human life and all this other stuff. Uh, it's, I feel like 45 minutes of this movie is not needed. So you want an hour-long movie? I don't want an hour-long movie, but... Replace those 40 minutes with more... Yeah, show me more about the Predator. Show me him hunting the animals. Show him learning the... the I, I don't know. I just didn't care that much about anyone else besides the girl. I just, yeah. it, You didn't make me love them. I, and I, the dog. And the dog. But the dog and her kind of go hand in hand. Like, there's no scenes with the dog. Like, it, they're with her. <laughs> just the dog running. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure it out. <laughs> And I don't know if you're ready to jump to the ending. I am. Go ahead. I hated the ending. Why? Well, I liked most of the ending until the very end. So we're going to have... Spoiler alert! So at the end, of course, it ends up being the Predator versus the girl. Like, ultimate fight. Like, the showdown. Of course. The climax of of the movie. Right. And the fights go back and forth. And with it, during the fight, the Predator's mask falls off, which he uses to track his arrows and the spears he shoots. Right. So the, the, the girl decides, I'm going to place the mask on the side so it aims at him. And she sets it up so he's in line with the mask. And when he shoots the arrows, it skips over her and goes back and shoots him in the head. Right, because she's seen him turn to whatever the points are at, no matter where he is. Wherever he is, yeah. So it goes to wherever the lights are shining, the three lights. Right. I feel a creature that advanced would know that the lights are shining on him. And when he shoots this, he's going to kill himself. Right. Also, let's make it more, more about it is something that they use on a constant. It's not a brand new design. Or maybe it is a brand new design and he doesn't know what he's doing because this is the 1700s. So maybe, you know, at that time, it's a brand new one. Mm -hmm. But really, it feels like if you are a predator that got to use this weapon and it's brand new, you got to fucking train on it. And he's an ultimate fire. Like, just 20 minutes ago, he killed like five trained woodsmen. Like... Yeah. Five Native five, Americans. Like 15. <laughs> but like at once. Like he fought right. like there was like five guys attacking him at once. And he easily kills all five of them. Right. So he's a fighter. He knows how to use this shit. Right. To end it on such a. Like a clumsy. It's like a clumsy. Yeah. Right. A, 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 what is it? Not opportunity. But it's like a clumsy coincidence that he will be like oh, uh, 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 I'm gonna kill you I'm so focused because you cut my arm off or whatever it was like he knows he's not wearing the mask right so he knows he's not aiming it at the girl like he's not right. like he knows that he's gotta know at least that much so I and I yes you are right in that he feels like they rushed that there is a scene right before that one where she jumped on his back it was the most badass thing I've seen in any Predator movie. Because mm-hmm. she literally jumped on top of his back. With the took axe, off, right? And took just... off his helmet and just fucking axed the fuck out of him. And not to mention that there's another scene where she, he's on top of her with no mask on. Opens his jaws to be like, I'm going to kill you. And she grabbed one of the jaws from his four jaws and ripped it off and stabbed him on the eye. Like, if she's that badass, 
Stop it with the fucking machine. Just yeah. let her fucking kill him. <laughs> let, her, let her kill him. Let her legitimately right. kill him. Right, without the need of using his own technology. Yeah. Because she's doing fucking great. She's doing better than Arnold. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, let her find out a way where she releases the axe, the, the spear. Right. So it goes back and shoots him. Like, right. He doesn't release it. She does. Like, I don't I. It felt like too easy of an ending knowing all that happened to get to that point. Right. And it doesn't kind of make sense. I'm sorry, my cat. I'm sorry for all the noises. My cat just had surgery and she has a cone on and she's going fucking nuts. Um, anyways, I, I do agree that, look, this movie, is it fantastic? No. It's a good sit down, watch a movie, enjoy it, it's fun. If you think about it too much, you're probably going to be disappointed. But it still has some disappointing parts, like what you're talking about. It still has disappointing parts, like the idea that a fucking tribe of Native Americans have the head of a fucking predator in their possession, and nobody's ever fucking spoken about it. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? You know? And they're co- she's covering fucking predator luminescent fucking yeah. blood <laughs> how do they know not go, like how do they not go back and grab all of the blood from that fucking thing because these are native americans these motherfuckers yeah. are smart about using everything from the land everything from nature they will and grab that motherfucker take that blood and, and make it part of their war paint or some shit and she goes back to the tribe who hasn't been fighting the predator right so they're like they don't know what this thing is like they just seem like content they're like oh yeah she did it like yeah, she did what? I'd be like, what the fuck is on you? And what the fuck are you holding? Like, what happened? Where's everybody else? How right. come you're coming back alone? Right. They were just like, yep, yeah, she did it. Good job. <laughs> so, yeah, there. I believe that the weakest part of this movie is also the strongest part of this movie is the writing. That in that they did have... Um, maybe it's not the strongest, but they yeah, did I have... They did have a a very good approach into telling a story that's very tired and making it make sense. I and guess uh, you seem to be more impressed with this movie than I was. Yeah, but I mean, l- let me tell you, let me tell you before you finish that statement, I'm I'm holding you off. I watched this movie. I cooked in the middle of it. Like I will pause it, cook. Like I wasn't so engaged that I was like, oh shit. It's just that. Having seen all of the other sequels from Predator, it's probably the best sequel from Predator. All right, but that's saying like this is the best chocolate cockroach I had today. <laughs> um, comparing the two movies, I feel like Beavis and Butthead took nostalgia, yes, and just let you enjoy it, yes. With Predator, I kind of feel like they took nostalgia and force-fed it to you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's the gun that shows up in Predator 2, you know. There's, like, like what, what, who cares? Yeah, I, I felt like the, it was just, it was, like, see, it's the Predator. Here, take it, take it, take it. Remember this? You loved this. You loved this when you were a kid. <laughs> um. So... That's my take. So, six though. Yes, sir. 
if you were going to rate this movie with zero toes being the worst and six toes being the best, how many toes would you give it? I give this movie two and a half toes. I think it's massively enjoyable in a very popcorn way where you can play with your phone and look up every once in a while and see some predator action. And like when the noise gets loud, you can look up and be like, oh shit, this is fucking fantastic. But the story is kind of weak. Um, the characters are a bit weak. Uh, the best part of this movie was the predator and the dog. Like the dog was super fantastic. But other than that, you know, there's some bad scenes of badassery and some scenes of seeing an older version of the predator killing people, which is interesting. But all in all, it's not like the best movie. It's not, you know, it's it's great because it's it's part of your Hulu subscription. Yeah. So, you know, that gives it a, a bit more points. Uh, but it's not great. Uh, it's just enjoyable as far as I'm concerned. I I can agree with you there. I was going to say two toes, but I could go two and a half. Um, kind of like you said, I feel like because I have Hulu and it's the middle of the summer, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you don't, like this is only good for people around our age. Right. Like, if you didn't watch The Predator as a kid, if you weren't around when The Predator was made, because you're born in 2000 and you're a piece of shit, um, <laughs> you're, not gonna, you're not really going to like this movie. Like, the movie is not a good standalone movie. You don't think so? I mean, I'm curious now what happens. I'm curious what happens to someone that has never seen The Predator and sees this as their first introduction if this would be the same this would have the same reaction that predator had i don't i don't think so i think predator is by far more superior than this movie um, oh yeah i wouldn't argue that but what i'm saying is as an introduction like you see prey and then you're like oh what's let me see predator to see what follows you won't be disappointed you would be like holy shit this is so good i think you would need encouragement I think you would need an older friend or a father or a mother to be like, oh, now that you watch Prey, like, you should really watch this one now. Uh, I feel like if you just watch Prey, you'd be like, eh, all right, I'm good with this. Okay, all right. But uh, that's just a guess because I saw Predator as a kid, so I Right, can't so really like, say. we can't really speak to how it affects somebody that's going in blind. But uh, I, don't, I don't think this movie holds water as a standalone. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I disagree on that front. I just feel like much like movies that are in, in the in the in the world that we live in today, a lot of movies are just just that, just a continuation of something or a push up of something. I think the beauty and the curse of streaming is this movie. Is this movie would never be a thing in the theaters. This would bomb. Do you think? Do you think that's why they wouldn't pull it? They, they pulled it off of theaters. I think. I think this movie would bomb. If you had to pay twenty dollars to go see this movie, I would be like zero toes, oh, piece true. of garbage. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But if I can watch it for free in my house while I can cook dinner or you know play on my phone or just do nonsense tasks, two and a half. Right. Uh, which I think is great. I think that's the beauty of streaming is that you get things you wouldn't normally get to see if it had right. to go to a theater. 
And, and to be very fair, two and a half in streaming, two and a half toes in streaming equals like probably like four and a half, five toes in movies, right? Because two and a half in streaming is it ha- the, the lower toes have more powers in streaming. See, I, I would say the opposite. I would say I'm more willing to give it more of a chance on streaming than if I saw it in the theater. Like I said, if I saw this in the theater, I would say zero toes. No, I'm agreeing with you. But what I'm saying is the equivalent, the, the two and a half toes for streaming is more powerful than two and a half toes in movie theater. Meaning to say, meaning to say two and a half toes in streaming is more akin to like three, three and a half toes. On a on a on a screen movie, I guess. I, you know I what I'm I saying because you. because what I'm trying to say is when it's streamed, you're already paying for a subscription. It's already there. Mm-hmm. If I say two and a half for a stream service, you should watch it. Yeah. If I said two and a half right. for something that you have to pay, I get don't don't fucking go. Like yeah. probably like if you miss it, you'll be all right. I get what you're saying. Yeah 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 yeah. Um. um yeah. So that is our 90s throwback double feature episode. I hope you liked it. Yeah, man. You we're, did like it. We're back from summer break. Yes. Um, we are, we have a special engagement coming up. That's right. Uh, for people who don't know a lot about the podcast. Sixto and I rarely see a movie together. We like to see it separately and then come to the podcast fresh and clean to get honest, open reaction. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, an opportunity comes, comes out. <laughs> and they're showing Clerks 3 in the city with Kevin James hosting. Kevin and Smith. Kevin Smith. That's what I meant. <laughs> And Sixto and I will be attending this showcase together. That's right. We'll be catching that COVID for your entertainment. For your entertainment. Um, so we will be doing Clerks 3. Maybe we'll sneak one in between. I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. We'll you see. You have to keep on the lookout. Yeah. I, we, we didn't do, say, Top Gun, which happened to be great. We didn't do, speaking about nostalgia, don't write. We didn't do... Uh, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Like there's a lot of movies that we skipped over because it was summer break. Yeah. So maybe everything. we sneak some something a little bit older, uh, not a little bit, but like something that might be coming to streaming soon that we can be like, hey, watch this because it's coming to streaming. Yeah. Um, uh, and another news. Oh. For our fans out there, I've fans. gotten rave reviews from Ken Rosado, who tells oh. me. He listens all the time. All the time. Thank you, Ken. Also, John Million. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not sure listens as much as Ken Rosado does. <laughs> but he did suggest that in a future episode, we discuss classic top ten movies. Not so much our top ten movies, but more of a general... These movies are considered the best movies ever made type of discussion. Uh-huh. Like okay. The Godfather and Gone with gotcha. the Wind and, you know, gotcha. those type of movies. Uh, so maybe we'll do that one day. I don't know. Maybe we will. We'll, maybe, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we won't. 
we're very foofy foofy about how we do this show. So if uh, it may happen, it may not. We shall see. <laughs> I just want you to know we are listening to you. We are listening to you. Thank just you, Ken Rosado. We don't do it. Doesn't mean we're not listening. <laughs> right. Thank you, Ken Rosado. Thank you, John Million. Thank you, uh, Andy Savas, who is our number one fan. And no thank you, oh. Denise Lamatina. Oh, never st- listens. Stop it. Thank you, Nika Beeman, who listens and then yells at us. Uh, <laughs> and everyone else. Uh, if you and tell us else. if you tell us you're listening, let us know. And we will shout you out in the podcast. We'll shout you out like if you like if you had herpes and you don't want nobody to know it. That's yeah. how we will shout you out because it's shameful. It's shameful, but no one else but you guys are listening anyway. That's right. So no one's gonna know. <laughs> One more time, thank you, uh, thank you for stopping by San Diego. It's not yes, yeah, San Diego and the rest of the United States, but especially San Diego. <laughs> There's no one in San Diego listening to you us. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Ah, I'm done. Just cue the music. <laughs> Goodbye. But it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's not. It's stop it. It's not a thing that you can say. I just said it. <laughs> Goodbye. Cue the music. Love ya. Two friends in a movie. Two friends in a movie. Two friends in a movie.